I've never been a fan of like slapstick. Mm-hmm. I was not a Three Stooges fan as Nor a kid. I. Always more of an Abbott and Costello man. Same here. My father raised me right. That's right. Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And this week we are talking about the Evil Dead franchise. The new movie is coming out today, if you're listening as the episode actually goes live. That's right. So people are in a very Evil Dead-y mood for Evil Dead Rise. I hope so. Mm-hmm. The reviews for Evil Dead Rise, yes. the advanced reviews, have been glowing. It's yeah. like 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. By far the best reviews of the franchise. Mm-hmm. That um, makes sense. But will the box office live up? That's the question. That's the question. That's on the key. Our minds. Oh, and I, I listen. We're going. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're gonna going to be doing to a show. Mm-hmm. Mm, I can't wait. Yeah, I, I. Kristen is not. This is what's going to be fun. I think for me is that Kristen's maybe not the biggest Evil Dead fan. Not really. Like I don't know. It just doesn't have the stuff that I really like. The stuff you look for. Yeah, there's not really like a, a mystery going on. No, no mystery. Um. You know, it's just kind of just cool stuff that I don't find that cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, so let's just, let's get right into it then, because mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the, the entire franchise as it has been. We obviously, as of this recording, have not seen Evil Dead Rise. Right. Although I do suspect that we probably could and probably have for years been able to request screeners. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. We've never done that. <laughs> And I used to be like, man, I w- wish I had a screener. Right. I don't think I care anymore. <laughs> I would like screeners. Really? Sure. I-, I like to be at home. So I do like to be at home. That yeah. is true. So I would certainly take it. But clearly it's not, I'm not really hot on the trail. Fair enough. Yeah. But so you're going to be kicking off this party with right. the original. Yep. And I'll talk about some of the sequels in franchise as time allows. Mm-hmm. Um, and boy, is there a lot of yeah. Evil Dead stuff out there. Yes. But why don't we start in classic Guide to the Unknown fashion? Of course. What is your personal history with the Evil Dead franchise? Um, I have certainly seen the Evil Dead and the Evil Dead 2 before, and then probably like maybe spotty stuff later in the franchise. Okay. I'm not totally sure I've seen Army of Darkness. Okay. Um, That's the third one. Yep. And beyond. And then I did watch Ash versus the Evil Dead, like the first two seasons of it, and then I like fell off. Not okay. for any pre- I'm surprised just- that you watched the first two. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was more, it's like kind of fun. Bubblegum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's it's like fast moving and there is kind of a little bit more of a plot than just like scary things are coming at you and it's going to be a variety of scary things that look different, but that's pretty much the whole plot of what this is. That is true. As far as the movies. Right, I mean, right, right. There, there were, you know, things to be accomplished. There was a little more And drama. conflicts and stuff in the TV show. There are differing arcs. There are a lot of characters that right. have their own adventures they're going on mm-hmm. in Ash versus Evil Dead. That's interesting. That makes sense. Yeah, so it was more enjoyable for me. Yeah. And then... Not because I didn't like it. I honestly think that just between seasons, I kind of forgot about it and never caught up. Mm-hmm. Um, I would. And uh, and that's pretty much it. I kind of feel like as somebody who always enjoyed scary movies and stuff, it was like a no-duh that I would have seen The Evil Dead. And I've, I think I've pretty much always felt the same about it, yeah. which is like... I. 
I kind of like it. Like I appreciate it. I think I like it theoretically more than I actually like watching it because even after watching it for the show and putting together kind of a summary, I was like, Oh, that aspect is sweet. This is sweet, whatever. Um, but I just don't enjoy watching it that much. You like the ingredients, but they're not in a good configuration story wise, maybe not for moi. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. So also as a horror fan, obviously Evil Dead would be on my radar, except yeah. I don't think I watched anything Evil Dead until I was in like my mid-20s. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got to it way late. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think I avoided it. Yeah. But I definitely think that there was a reputation, in my interpretation, the way that I saw things, Evil Dead had such a, a reverence as like a little cult thing. Yeah. That I was like, ah, I don't think I can get into that right now. Yeah, it's it like feels too like much an, to break into. Yeah, it was like almost an investment mm-hmm. to want to watch Evil Dead. Yeah. But I have always been way into movies. Like mm-hmm. just sort of like the, I don't know, the business aspect of movies. And I loved buying DVDs, stealing DVDs, collecting buying DVDs, DVDs. Buying DVDs. and so anytime that i would go to the mall one of the first places that i would always go any dvd store suncoast fye yeah and i would check out those necronomicon editions of the movies like that's very sweet to me it's really cool yeah these rubbery faced foam latex honestly looked kind of cheap and almost undeniably guaranteed to fall apart within a matter of days yeah but these they re-released these movies they must have done very well on home video. Mm-hmm. They released like 80 editions of each one of these movies. Yeah. And sometimes they would come with a Kandarian dagger. A lot of times they I were really the Book like of that. the Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the way the Book of the Dead looked in this foam latex, it it dabbled into my wet puppetry. Yeah. Thing yes. Where I was like, something about this doesn't quite look right. I don't really want this in my home. Right. Right. But no, I it can does look gross. I know what you're talking about. It's cool and different. It's not just a DVD box. Yeah. So anyway. Long story short, I finally got around to watching Evil Dead in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And I, I maybe I watched Evil Dead 2 first. I have like zero recollection of the first one. Evil Dead 2, it was like an eye-opening. It was like a religious experience where I yeah. was like, oh my God, I love this. Yeah. And from then on, I've been as intense about Evil Dead as anything else that I enjoy. Where, like, I I really revere Evil Dead 2, but I have respect for the entire franchise altogether and will always watch whatever comes out just because it's a force of habit. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the first one. Let's do it. The thing that kicked it all off. So The Evil Dead came out in 1981. It was directed by Sam Raimi, who you may know as the guy who directed the Spider-Man movies. Yeah, the And also a bunch of other stuff, but Mm -hmm. you know. Um, So Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell, and their friends developed the movie. And uh, Bruce, so Bruce Campbell is the star of the movie. He plays Ash, who is kind of a constant through the franchise and the TV show. And he and Sam Raimi were longtime friends who shot lots of DIY scary movies together on like 8mm as they were growing up, which is so awesome. That was really cool. And so before making this, they shot a proof of concept movie called Within the Woods, built to get the interest of investors and it worked. They definitely got investors, but it was still a very low budget movie where they had to get really creative as far as how to get things done. 
Uh, so for the movie The Evil Dead, they worked with some of the same people from within the woods, including Ellen Sandweiss, who played Cheryl in The Evil Dead. And they put out ads in the newspaper for other actors, which I thought was just yeah. fun that it was the way that it was done back then, like in the early, early 80s, Plucky if not late early 70s. indie business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And also just like a function of the time. Oh. That'd be ads in the newspaper. In the newspaper. Yeah, yeah. true. Um, so in an interview, Betsy Baker, who played Linda in The Evil Dead, said that when she learned that the producers were interested in having her star in a horror movie, she was so she was so suspicious that she would only meet them in a public restaurant. Wow. And I thought that was it just goes to show how far horror movies have come as a like respected genre um that it was like what kind of creep is making a horror movie yeah that's true although i will say also it's not like it went through her agent and it was all vouched for she was answering an ad in the newspaper so that's what i was gonna say you have to be safe there are stories of heather donahue for blair witch being like of course i had a knife yeah i don't know what's going on out here in the woods with these other people yeah totally but she specifically said that she thought it was weird that it was a horror movie and that's what made her so suspicious interesting so Part of the appeal, I think for people in general, and definitely for me of this movie, is sort of the lore of the shoot and the development of it. Um, Because they had such a low budget, they had to be, and a really small team, they had to be really creative. And so they did things like, um, so there are these shots in the movie that are awesome and like a hallmark of Evil Dead, where it's just like, it's like a pov of something whooshing through the woods and it's basically supposed to be like a spirit or a demon that is now going to attack or inhabit a person you are seeing their view as they just like barrel through to get shots like that they would do things like having sam raimi attach a camera to himself and ride a bicycle through the woods through the cabin and back out into the other side of the woods to create one of the shots it's so awesome that's amazing it's really cool it's so so cool um other times they shot those scenes by mounting the camera to a two by four while sam raimi and bruce campbell ran alongside ran holding other each side of the two by four just like letting it happen yeah um and at the premiere screenings of evil dead when it came out blood donor stations were giving free tickets to the movie along with pin badges stating i bled for evil dead to blood donors I, why don't you hear about stuff Blood like... for Evil Dead, sorry. Yeah. Why, why aren't there things like that today? I don't know. And I just mentioned it because I think it there is just so much fun stuff about like around the movie yeah. as opposed to necessarily in the movie. Like the DIY stuff that they had to do yep. because of budget constraints and scrappy, awesome things like that. Yeah. Like what a cool thing. That is really cool. I will say at an Evil Dead Rise screening, I don't I don't know where it just happened. I guess somewhere in LA, mm-hmm. probably. Before the movie started, somebody stood up and read from the Necronomicon. And then there were people in the theater who get possessed. And That's just like awesome. a, a little a little thing happens real quick. Which I love I, that. I'm very hit or miss on whether or not in the... I, I love that it happened. I hope it was planned. Are you saying it was just people who did this? No, I, I, th- I think it was planned. You never know. You never know. <laughs> you but know I how think there was, was that planned. story about how like a movie wasn't working a handful of months ago. And so this girl stood up and decided to do her stand-up act. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I hope it wasn't like that. That is rough that's a horse of a different color hey one of our listeners in the chat right now was at that screening oh that's so cool that's really really cool i wouldn't i don't know if i'd want the attention of a deadite on me i don't know if it's like cats where they're like crawling in your lap i didn't i didn't watch the full thing i just think it's awesome yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. (laughs) that's crazy um so 
like RE, this blood donor kind of stunt that they did. The producer Robert Tappert joked in an interview that this was, quote, their way of giving blood back to the community after so much fake blood was used when filming. Cool. So the, when the movie came out, it got a lot of positive attention. It actually debuted at the Cannes Film Festival. Stephen King publicly said that he loved it, and it went on to make tens of millions of dollars worldwide and spawned this humongous franchise that we're going to talk about and a super devoted fan base. Which is funny because it still remained, for and still to this day, really, sort mm-hmm. of like a plucky underdog. Yeah. I mean, I think that it is sort of... Like in theory, but in practice, it has made a ton of money and spawned other movies that made a ton of money. But like, it's something that you would expect to perpetually be the scrappy underdog because of it being just a couple of friends who made it, Mm -hmm. them having to resort to really like creative unprofessional kind yeah. of means to get it done you would think like oh this would just be a cult classic that's very small right but it's not it's humongous yeah but even still the first three movies all had like really small budgets mm-hmm. like really small budgets yeah and so and compromised visions because of the budget and just like for something that is such like a crusher in terms mm-hmm. of its uh reputation I feel like the original three movies, let's say, yeah. never really got to be the best version of themselves. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm sure if they had more resources and yeah. stuff, they'd be doing it differently yeah. and probably better. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it is the little movie that could. For sure. Clearly. So here is the plot of it. And I'm going to be doing a lot of reading because I don't know this well enough to like... Well, did you watch it? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I want to hear about your experience watching it to some extent i've seen it before so it wasn't you know there weren't really any big shocks i didn't remember it super well but my experience of it is basically that i really like it when they go into the basement and they discover like the book the kandarian dagger all that kind of stuff is really neat discovery yeah i like discovery and i like the things like i think it's a it's really cool when they're like reading from the book or listening to the tape yeah. that's so cool and, and i'll explain that in just a second if you don't know what i'm talking about but i think all that is really cool and creepy and then when it just becomes like possessed person after possessed person like doing stuff or like being gross or whatever yeah yeah like i i'm just not that interested in that and it's yeah. not I get like a, a dig to anything it just doesn't hold my attention that well Mm -hmm. so it just i i'm like kind of bored by it a little bit that's interesting because like one of the other things that i know about the original is that because it was so so like independent and 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 like they just were sort of making it as best they could yeah with their limited resources it like one of the other things i know about evil dead one is that it's roundly mocked mm-hmm. like it almost became this sort of like in joke to make fun of the movie in a reverential yeah like like lovingly lovingly making fun of it kind of way but the the whole thing is that evil dead one is not effective as a standalone horror movie you know yeah i didn't know that that was it. the sentiment like i guess i i knew that it's I guess I sort of did. Like, I've just kind of known that it's like such a legendary horror movie and really revered and just sort of, I, I guess I thought like sort of appreciated for its schlockiness. Yeah. Um, but I think, I guess I didn't realize that it was really thought of as like, not great. I that, thought that's everybody how I was always just like, heard about hell yeah. Up. I always heard that it was like, it's, it's bad, but mm-hmm. that's why you'll like it. Yeah. And yeah. then that was in my estimation of things. That's why evil dead Two 
leaned more into directly being a comedy mm-hmm. yeah, because they're like, well, well, people want to laugh at us doing all this gore stuff. So let's really make it funny. That is true. I mean, knowing all of the stuff that comes in Evil Dead 2 and everything else and how like goofy that is. Um, it definitely felt like that was missing from this one, which yeah, is not a funny, movie. which isn't possible because this is the first one. So it's right. not like they departed, but just having all of the knowledge of what came after. Mm-hmm. It's so weird to see um, Bruce Campbell not like hamming it up like crazy. Yeah. Bruce Campbell himself in Evil, Evil Dead One is mm-hmm. like a weird, naive yeah. just teen boy. Yeah, totally. You know? Like just trying to make it through this night, basically. There are things in the movie that are playful mm-hmm. and humorous, but nothing that's going to make you laugh. Whereas no. the next two are very much trying to, yeah, like make you double over. Yeah, they're overtly like goofy. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. Yeah. You can get to the actual no. plot. No, it's fine. Um, I also mentioned that there was evil, and I guess still is Evil Dead the musical. Yeah. Um, that tours around, and if you're in the first few rows you get a tarp because there's gonna be blood sprayed on you yeah and al went to this, that yeah this isn't i did know that this is insane to me i was going to go to that with my friends mike and sarah and then i couldn't because i had class i must have been about to flunk wow which i did anyway probably. what a square <laughs> i know no i must have been up against death's door i, think, I can't I think imagine way back when i think ali asked me to go and i said no because i yeah. didn't care about evil dead yeah yeah I was in community college, and I was like, "No, I can't. I gotta go to class." So. It's a it's a coin flip whether I'd go now anyway. <laughs> I wouldn't go today, <laughs> yeah. really. Probably, I don't know. Okay, so here is the plot: a group of college friends are gonna take a vacation in an isolated cabin in the woods. It's Ash, his girlfriend Linda, his sister Cheryl, friend Scott, and his girlfriend Shelley. The cabin is spooky. It's isolated, and they notice the porch swing move on its own once they arrive. So I like already. This. We're like, huh, something's a little strange here. The porch swing is bonking into the house. Yeah. And then the second that Scotty touches the door, it stops. Mm-hmm. It just freezes in place. There, yeah. there is good eerie yes. energy. Yeah, they set the table nicely. I yeah. like that kind of thing. So they're settling in, just all sort of like hanging out. And Cheryl decides to get to sketching and starts drawing a clock that is in the cabin. And then the clock stops and she hears a scary voice say, join us. Then her hand becomes possessed and she draws a freaky book with a scary face. She's able to regain control of her hand and decides to just shake off this incident and just go about the night and not tell anybody. So then they're eating dinner when this cellar door in the floor flies open. And so Ash and Scott go to investigate. Also, there was not actually a cellar in this cabin where they were filming. So they had to... uh, you know, do trickery, which I have down at the bottom of my notes. Yeah, it's like you, th- they cut out the, the trap door, but then it just sort of went to dirt. And yeah, and then they filmed in like one of the producer's basements yeah, or something, something like those that. parts. Yeah, I've talked about trying to pull off this trick for something oh, yeah. coming up, yeah. <laughs> uh, so down there they find a book called The Naturum Demento, a Sumerian version of the Egyptian Book of the Dead, along with archaeologist Raymond Noby's tape recorder. So they take those upstairs. They play the tape, which turns out to be incantations that resurrect a demonic entity. The group is getting weirded out and Cheryl yells for them to turn it off when a tree branch breaks one of the cabin's windows. Auspicious timing. (laughs) Yes, quite, Mm. quite. Later that evening, all freaked out, Cheryl goes into the woods to investigate strange noises where she is attacked by possessed tree vines. She freaks out and tells Ash she wants to leave and he agrees, but the bridge to get out of there has been destroyed. They are, again, 
freaked. So this is a super infamous scene yeah. um, with Cheryl and the tree vines. And Sam Raimi has said that if he could do this all over again, he would not have done this scene this way. Yeah. Um, she's sexually assaulted by the tree vines. And it sounds like it just was not a good idea. It wasn't handled the best. Like the actress didn't know how far they were going to go with that. Oh, she didn't? No. Like she, when they were, so it wasn't that they did anything wrong as far as like when they were filming it. Okay. Um, but then they inserted shots later that were much more evocative. Oh, understood. And she didn't know those shots were going to be in there. So she basically knew that the trees were going to be wrapping around well, like, her, tie her down. and that it was going to be suggestive, let's, let's say. Yeah. But then there was a shot that she didn't know would be included that really like drives the point home and she right. was surprised to see it. There I've I've heard um and this is total secondhand knowledge that she has come around and been like, "No, no, 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 no." Why would he want to remove that? That's like one of the things that made the movie. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of perspectives on it where it's like they're depicting demonic forces. Right. So I don't know. I, I, I can I can see a, a spectrum of, of analysis of this. But yeah. to me, I always started, I, I heard so much about Evil Dead being the one where the trees totally. sexually assault uh, a character. Mm -hmm. And it's like. I wouldn't want that to be the identity of my movie or like the thing that makes it recognizable and known. It's like, I know it overshadows and it, it shouldn't be the centerpiece. Yeah. And I guess yeah. it's just kind of like, just because you can and it makes sense. Should you necessarily? Right. I don't know. I, know. Um, yeah. I never like that as entertainment, but it came back in the 2013 one as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's such a, an iconic scene and mm -hmm. so talked about i bet they've kind of felt like they had to in some way yes and, and then you know just it becomes part of the canon that there are yeah. trees that mm -hmm. will attack you but in ash versus evil dead they come back and it's more almost like you're facing off against the trees from the wizard of oz mm -hmm. yeah you know where they're like throw one of their apples at you yeah right um they those trees were scary too they get softened out in that series and they have like a big eye that you can poke with a stick to kill them and i don't remember I saw I don't remember yeah, yeah yeah um so you know they have to stay basically because the bridge has been destroyed so Ash listens to more of that tape of those incantations and learns that the only way to kill this entity is to dismember a possessed host so Cheryl now is acting weird um, you know, kind of understandably, but sure. still. Linda and Shelly are playing cards, and she knows what the cards are without seeing them. Then she goes full on possession, levitating and asking to know who disturbed her sleep, threatening to kill everyone. She starts kicking people's asses, stabbing Linda in the ankle with a pencil, and throwing Ash clear across the room so they are able to lock her in the cellar, and she becomes another one of the most famous things from Evil Dead. Like, yep. the idea of a possessed Cheryl popping her head out from the cellar is Where's such a thing. shut, just looking through the gap. This entire sequence... Mm -hmm. I still think is is pretty cool. It is when she's yeah. floating and she's like, "You've disturbed me from my ancient slumber," but she's not talking. Right? There's just a voice in yeah. the room, and you know it's her, obviously, but she's not speaking. Right? It's so weird. The demons in Evil Dead, yeah, are so good. Yeah. I really like that they laugh and they seem like they're having I know they're having a fun. joyous time. They it's like they're like, well, we've been in hell all the time. It's a party to come up to mm -hmm. the to earth yeah. and terrorize humans. So they're just cackling and laughing and having a good time. Yeah. And like I love that about 
this franchise. You're right. That is a unique, fun thing. Yeah. Yeah, I do like that, too. Um, Also, my friend Heather uh, was Cheryl, like, under the stairs like that for Halloween one year. It was incredible. It was amazing. I will try to remember to find a picture of that and post it on our social media. If I don't and you're curious, send us a message or something. It's so cool. It was it was absolutely unbelievable. I was at that party and it was like she yeah. it, it, it was like movie ready. It was like screen ready costume. She's really really good at that. Really cool. She does like really neat special effects makeup and she like goes to town for Halloween. It was awesome. And she like won some cool award with that. It was Hell very yeah. cool. Okay. So next, Shelly becomes possessed, turning into what's known as a deadite. So these are possessed people by this particular spirit. Those are deadites. She attacks her boyfriend, Scott, who knows the writing is on the wall and throws her into the fireplace, slashes her wrists, and stabs her in the back with the Sumerian dagger they also found in the basement, known as the Kandarian dagger. See, that's awesome to me. I love even just the name, the Kandarian dagger, that this is like a legendary thing in this world. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy it. The prop itself is really cool. It's got like little teeny tiny skulls wailing and dripping ooze. And it's also much bigger than you would think a dagger is called. Yeah. It's like a sword. It's huge. But, you know, whatever. I guess I wish that there was like an Indiana Jones of the artifacts that they find. I want to spend more time with the Book of the Dead and the tapes and the Kandarian dagger. Like all of that is really interesting to me. Uh, So, you know, he uses that on his girlfriend, Shelly, and it seems like it might be over, but it doesn't work because she comes back. They have to dismember her with an axe to get it to stick and bury her remains. Yeah. So Scott is determined now to get the hell out of there. So he leaves to try to find a way. But those possessed trees attack him, too. And he dies while telling Ash that the trees won't let them leave. It's like he's like discovered something about this property now. Like we're all doomed. The trees aren't going to have it. Ash goes to check on Linda, and she's possessed now, too, and she's got a scary deadite face with blank eyes. She attacks him, but he stabs her with the Kandarian dagger, which seems, again, to do the trick, but we've learned before. He doesn't want to dismember her, so he buries her, but it's not enough because she pops back up and attacks him again, forcing him to chop her head off with a shovel in self-defense. Yeah. Her headless body is still active and in attack mode for a while, but he managed to, he manages to get away as she finally weakens and dies. This, this is, is where some, it's like silly. Yeah, this is some wild stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a headless body just like eh, eh, and like grabbing at him. And, it looks goofy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So he heads back to the cabin and sees that Cheryl is out of the cellar, just in time for her to sneak up and choke him. He gets away and shoots her in the jaw, but he knows they always come back. Now it's just an onslaught. It's going to town. He's barricading himself when Scott now comes back as a deadite and attacks him. And in the process, he knocks that scary book, the Naturum Demanto. Is is that how you say it? Naturum Demanto. Naturum Demanto. I knew it wasn't right. He knocks the book by the fireplace. While trying to defeat him, Scott, Ash gouges out Scott's eyes and pulls a tree branch out of his tummy, which makes him bleed a ton and fall temporarily. Cheryl pops through the door again, and she and Scott are wailing on Ash when he gets a hold of the book and throws it into the blazing fire. This makes the deadites cease their frenzy and then basically disintegrate slash explode, spraying (laughs) Ash in a ton of blood. It's stop motion. It looks totally nuts. It's like peewee yes or something it's absolutely it looks like peewee's big adventure it looks like large marge yes yes or like penny 
from the Pee-wee TV show. Yeah, like Penny. But, but gross. Yeah, you're right. Um, so yeah, it's like all ooey gooey, very wet puppetry. Beyond wet. Mu- oh my god. Mucusy puppetry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not even wet really. Yes. Um, because it's all manner Mucus of body. Puppetry. Yeah. MP. Yeah, that's even worse. Yeah. Is it? Maybe the wet's worse. Anyway. So anyway, whew. This night is over. It's all done. He's bested all of them. He's fine. The sun is coming up and Ash, having made it, stumbles out of the cabin. But whoosh! The demon zooms through the forest, through the cabin, and right into Ash's face as he screams. The end. Boom. Smash to black. Yep. He doesn't win. Probably. Right. What an ending. It's It's, a great ending. It is. It is. I, I I think it's a fun movie. I think it's pretty... Even still today, for mm-hmm. me, like I, by design, these movies are really, really messy and confusing, yeah. and I find myself often forgetting a lot of Evil Dead One. It was very hard to summarize. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I I did some from memory. I looked at the Wikipedia. I watched the kill count. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it was very hard to retain because, like I said, I don't know it. It's just preference. Like I'm, I'm just not that entertained by just like scary growth. Oh, this doesn't gross me out really. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like realistically gross enough where I was no. like, ew, uh. No. It just, I don't just, I just don't find it that entertaining, and yeah. like I don't find it that enjoyable. So it's hard I for me that. to like grip onto. And and at the end of the day, it's kids go to a cabin, mm-hmm. find an evil book, recite a passage from it, get possessed. Yeah. Chop them apart. That mm-hmm. that's really sort of it. Right? Yeah, and totally. Like, that's all anybody knew about Evil Dead anyway. It's all mm-hmm. it had to be. But it was also a great sort of like calling card yeah. to make this movie, make a splash, and go on to make more stuff. Yeah. Which is exactly what they did for uh, a while until they made a movie called Crime Wave. Oh. Yeah. In uh, 87, 86, 85, something like that. Uh-huh. Um, it was Sam Raimi... Um, Rob Tappert, the producer, Bruce Campbell, and the Cohen brothers. Oh, they all like lived oh, yeah, together. Yeah, and it and it did not do well. Mm-hmm. And basically, because of that failure, they started to look at well, maybe we do Evil Dead again. Oh, interesting. And they got some funding. They'd already considered making a sequel for a long time, evidently. And yeah. so this was essentially what spurred them on to really go ahead and make it. But here's where it gets like really murky to try to like. As we talk about it, we can just tell people what happens in these. Yeah. But as a viewer of the trilogy, the original trilogy of movies, it gets confusing because Evil Dead opens with Ash going to the cabin Mm -hmm. with his girlfriend, Linda. Yeah. So is this a new Linda or no, the events of the first movie didn't happen? Right. Or maybe we're ignoring the other friends? Mm -hmm. His sister Cheryl's not in Evil Dead 2, for example. Yeah. Essentially... The first like 10, 15 minutes are a super condensed remake Mm -hmm. of Evil Dead 1. Yeah. Which is weird. That is weird. It's very, very weird. Mm -hmm. Um, But it all will sort of conclude this this opening remake. Everything that happened in the movie you just described happens in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Except for all the friends, right? So he doesn't find the book in the cellar. They just get rid of the professor reading out on a recording. Ash reads it sitting at a table. Mm-hmm. All right. Linda was doing like ballet and dancing and stuff. She gets possessed. He has to behead her. Yeah. Um, and then he thinks that the 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 damage is done. The evil is concluded. And then, uh-oh, the entity whooshes around and slams into him. Mm-hmm. Cut to black in your movie. 
Right. But this is really just the beginning of Evil Dead 2. Yeah. So the entity lifts Bruce Campbell up in the air, flies him through some trees, and he, it turns out, gets possessed. Mm -hmm. Ash gets possessed and becomes evil Ash. Yeah. But the sunlight, like a vampire or uh, more like a werewolf, yeah. makes him turn back into himself. The sunlight evil... is the best disinfectant. It is. Mm -hmm. Can we just inject sunlight? Yeah, I don't see why not. Probably can. Yeah. Uh, and so that is what makes Ash turn like normal again. Yeah. But now he's alone at the cabin and he's essentially Evil Dead 2, in my uh, interpretation of things, is all about a person alone slowly going insane. Mm -hmm. And then when the moment comes that Ash fully snaps is when Evil Dead becomes like the uh, the perfect mix of horror and comedy. Yeah. The perfect mix. Yeah. Um so uh there are other characters in the movie now. Well, well, well. There are other parts of the Guides the Unknown universe that we must let the people know about. Oh, do you think we should tell them? I think we have to let them in on it. I don't think I want them to know, but you forced my hand. We must open the Necronomicon that is our lives in That's order true. to tell you that we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash pod where you can get way more of the show. We have a whole second podcast called The Netherworld Dispatch that you can access um, over on Patreon. You can check out our tiers. Get all the details, pick the one that works best for you, and then enjoy. It's an awesome way to help support the show. We super duper appreciate it, and we love to give you stuff back in return, so please have at. You'll be joining hundreds of other mm -hmm. patrons, and you're going to get access to our Discord, where you can chat with like-minded people yep. about any variety of topics. Yes, topics uh, central to the show, but there are other channels in there where people are talking about games, movies. Pets. Pets. Hell yeah. Yeah. Other as, podcasts. As far as our Patreon podcast goes, the most recent episode is all about a TV series that no one knows about. Mm -hmm. Quite frankly, a, a series that probably no one should know about. I <laughs> yeah. wish I didn't know about it. Yeah, I know. It's called The Ghost Inside My Child, and I watched it because Kristen told me she was going to watch it too, and then didn't. Completely misunderstood like forgot our conversation about it then misunderstood a follow-up conversation there are any number of of terms you could use for this dropping the ball blowing it <laughs> throwing me under the bus yeah doing a whoopsie they all apply oopsily doodle but the point is the ghost inside my child was a show about children who are said to be Possessed by? Well, not possessed by. They're they are reincarnated and they have memories of their past lives. Right. They have memories of their past lives. And yeah. so we talk about a good number of them and even watch some clips. Sure do. It is way messier than you even think. It's quite troubling because it's you know, often a parent or a grandparent like nurturing yeah. these memories and being like, Oh, do you remember that you loved top hats or whatever? <laughs> Therefore, and, because yeah. you wear top hats, you must be, yeah. you know, the reincarnated, I don't know, big band. Dale Carnegie. <laughs> Dale Carnegie. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> whatever. Go check it out. Patreon.com slash GTTU pod. That's right. And, uh, we revealed it last week. Mm -hmm. The party continues. 
Kristen and I are going to be at the Jersey Devil Fable Festival in May in yep. beautiful Asbury Park, New Jersey. So this is t- about two weeks from when this drops live. Unbelievable. Yep. On uh, Friday, May 5th, Kristen and I are going to be part of the film festival that is happening. I'll be watching some screeners. Mm-hmm. We're going to be, uh, I guess, judging or yeah. chatting. I don't really know what we're walking into, but it'll be fun. Yeah, totally. So that's Friday night at 730 and then Saturday is really Guide to the Unknown Day. Yeah. Uh, I think everybody should celebrate. Of course. We're going to have a table from 10 to 6, mm-hmm. but we're going to take a break about halfway through because we are doing our first in-person IRL live show Yep. in years. Yes. This will only be like the third time we've ever done a show in front of an audience. Absolutely. Uh, but you should join us. That is Saturday, May 6th. At 3 p.m. at the Jersey Devil Fable Festival. Mm -hmm. Uh, For more information as it drops, make sure that you go to jerseydevilfest.com. Stay tuned. You can bet we're going to be posting about it on at GTTUPod on all our social media to keep you up to date. Yep. And this is in Asbury Park, New Jersey. Yes, Asbury Park, New Jersey. Don't go to some different Asbury Park on that day. (laughs) I don't think we said where it was at all. We're not going to be there. (laughs) Yeah. We won't be there. That's right. Uh, So there you go. Jersey Devil Fable Festival. Chrissy, Mm -hmm. Willie, Guide to the Unknown Livey. You know what it is. Come hang out. You know what we're doing. (laughs) Stop pretending. Come on. Stop pretending. Um, All right. Back to Evil Dead 2. Yep. Um, because we're going to talk about where it becomes really its own sort of animal. Mm-hmm. Other characters are introduced into the Evil Dead averse. You talked about Professor Nobi, yeah, who had uh, read from the Necronomicon on a tape. Mm-hmm. Evil Dead Two introduces his daughter Annie Nobi, who I guess does similar sort of um, uh, it's investigation. Family business, I guess it is. Yeah, she has found some pages of the Necronomicon ex mortis mm. that have been missing. From the the volume kept at the cabin, Beautiful. and so she is traveling back to the cabin uh, to to reunite the pages uh, with the book. She's yeah. traveling along with Ed, and then they run into a, a pair of people, Jake and Bobby Joe, mm. and so all four of them are going to the cabin where Ash is slowly going insane yeah. by himself. There's a lot of classic stuff happens here. The best stuff happens when Ash is alone. I know. That's basically all I can really remember of this. I can just picture Ash with his eyes like humongous. Yes. Being all crazy. Bruce Campbell cannot be overstated. And I know that he's an icon for this. But he deservedly so. He is amazing. His hand becomes possessed at one point. Yes. And the physicality of him... Uh, being tormented by his possessed hand is incredible Mm -hmm. because the head of Bruce Campbell is doing its own thing. He is like shaking off, you know, having just been hit or being in pain and the hand is doing its own action of reaching out and grabbing a plate to slam into his head. Yeah. It is, uh, I've never been a fan of like slapstick. Mm -hmm. I was not a Three Stooges fan as a kid. Always more of an Abbott and Costello man. Same here. My father raised me right. That's right. But so uh, Sam Raimi is a huge Three Stooges fan. And so a lot of the physicality here is Three Stooge-esque material. Um, And it culminates in Ash cutting off his right hand, which is possessed, Mm -hmm. uh, while he goes, who's laughing now? And getting sprayed in the face with gallons of blood as he chops into his own hand. Yeah. It's crazy, but in the best, most entertaining way. It's you cannot watch this movie and not be blown away by Bruce Campbell. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, it continues to get even wackier. 
the 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 severed hand now is crawling around around like thing from the yeah. Adams family and it's making this little gibberish sound like this laughing little cartoon mouse noise yeah it goes into a hole in the wall like Tom and Jerry gets stuck in a mouse trap Ash is trying to shoot it with a shotgun um, it's in the wall so Ash just starts shooting the wall at random and then for no discernible reason like none of this is realistic yeah but he's shooting a human hand, and yet when he shoots the wall, gallons of blood shoot out of the wall at him. Right. Like Kill Bill. Yeah. When they get when people get decapitated and blood like flies out. Just like out. spurts up. It is so over the top. I I just I love it. Yeah. This is a movie that like makes me want to just like run out to a cabin in the woods and make a movie. Mm-hmm. It is a fun, energizing film. Yeah. Um the best thing that happens in the movie is that Ash finally gets a moment to breathe and he tries to sit down in a rocking chair uh-huh. and the whole thing just falls apart. It's amazing. It just blasts apart. And the cabin, there's a, a big like a uh, stag head on the wall, a deer head. Yeah. And it cranes over yeah, and looks yeah, at yeah. him with its eyes all white and spooky yeah. and <laughs> just starts laughing at him. And right. he stands up and the entire cabin starts laughing at him. Pictures on the wall are shifting left and right. There's a lamp on the table that's craning its head back in laughter. They they humanize all of these couch cushions are flapping up and down. Yeah. Books are flapping open and Again, shut. Again, like Pee Wee. Like, yeah. It mm. becomes Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah. And Ash. Miss th- Yvonne, don't come over. Things are not okay. Cowboy Curtis, stay yeah. away unless you got your six shooter. Yeah, that's right. And Ash starts laughing too. Yeah. And he starts having fun. He like sort of like crouches and the lamp, the like puppeteered lamp mimics him crouching. Yeah. And then they crack up together. Ash has a moment where he is losing his mind laughing with the demons. He's gone quite mad. And this is what defines the franchise for me. Yeah. He was sane prior to this. Mm-hmm. Now his mind has snapped. Is it the child? Right. Is it, you know, having to kill his friends and sisters and having to behead his girlfriend and she comes back as a ballerina zombie? Yeah. Or is it this moment where he just starts laughing out of his mind? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But from this moment on, his entire characterization starts to shift more toward what yeah. he'll eventually become where he's just saying, you know, one-liners. And being groovy. Groovy. Come get some. Yeah. Like he just becomes what eventually Duke Nukem would totally yeah. steal and run away with. Interesting. But like, Evil Dead Duke to me. Duke Nukem stole that, yes. you think? Duke, yeah. Oh, Duke Nukem directly stole. Because he ah. says like, hail to the king, baby. Oh, yeah. He's, the Duke Nukem video game uh-huh. stole lines from Evil Dead and just started their own franchise. Oh, man. It was crazy. Evidently, yeah. Doom is also based on Evil Dead. Oh. There's a whole, like, video game thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really weird. Huh. But to me... Are, I'm sorry, real quick. Are there Evil Dead video games? Oh, sure. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah, several. Okay. Several, several. Gotcha. There's a Commodore 64 game that came out in the 80s, so it's all, like, super blocky graphics. Yeah. Uh, then, after the original trilogy, there's sort of a dark ages time where there's no evil dead movies anymore will there be a fourth one bruce campbell keeps saying i'm too old for this oh, I... but they make a bunch of video games they make yeah. evil dead hail to the king 
which I actually played on a stream. Mm-hmm. I was I just filmed my I've got like this like low res TV. Yeah. And I put a mirror in the shot to just mirror my face. Yeah, it's awesome. I did basically like a video game streamer thing, but all in camera for the Evil Dead game, which was very fun. Yeah. Um, but then there are two more for PlayStation Two, and there's a recent one that I played today for oh, this cool. show. Oh, cool! It is one of these like multiplayer. Some people play as humans, some people play as deadites. Uh huh. And you're really trying to kill each other, but the humans have to also find the pages of the Necronomicon. To... Is it like Dead by Daylight kind of thing? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it is. I, I ultimately, I ended up. I had it was it was enjoyable enough, but yeah, I. Like you, for a video game, I sort of wish I could play a story. Yeah. I want to play as Ash doing something, going yeah. on a, an adventure, or somebody else in this world. Mm-hmm. But this is very much like a multiplayer experience. Yeah. So, gotcha. Sorry. No, no, no. It's fine. Because honestly, that, that would have been some other stuff I'd talk about later anyway. Excellent. But so this Ash going insane thing is where I start to be like, this is what the franchise is to me. Mm-hmm. It's about a person who uh, is pushed so far that they snap and they become a cartoon character. Yeah. Where now I'm willing to watch them do just about anything, no matter how zany, it's because they are no longer sane yeah. at all. Yeah, almost not like a, a human in yeah. some ways. Ash, uh, yeah, Ash yeah. becomes something different in I this mean, movie. I guess he literally kind of does with the chainsaw hand. Yeah, basically, yeah, because yeah, now with his hand chopped off, yeah. now these other four characters will show up and bit by bit they'll end up getting possessed and stuff and mm-hmm. he'll have to kill them. And uh, Annie Noby, the professor's daughter, and Ash end up running to the, uh, the like work shed and rebuilding a chainsaw so that he can fit what yeah. remains of his right hand into the chainsaw. And now Ash has a chainsaw hand. Right. It gets so gonzo by yeah. the end of this thing. But there is some other fun like lore stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So they discover that Professor Nobi um, not only had opened the the Book of the Dead in this cabin prior to Ash showing up. He had come here with his wife Henrietta. Ash faces off with these four new characters and they think he's out of his mind. It might be a killer and stuff. Yeah. They throw him into the cellar and slam it shut as Professor Noby's voice uh, explains that his wife Henrietta became possessed and he had to kill her and bury her in the fruit cellar. Yeah. Well, that's where Ash is right now. And so now we get this body that has been here for who knows how long Mm -hmm. reviving and fighting Ash. And it turns into a big, silly, claymation, Pee-wee Herman monster thing. Ash cuts its head off and the the elongated demon neck starts making balloon fart sounds as the creature dies. Yeah. It gets really crazy. Um, But I also like some of the things that happens. Like the, the Henrietta Deadite... Goes, I smell someone with a fresh soul. <laughs> and all these demons are talking about souls. I'll swallow your soul, dead by dawn, dead by dawn. Yeah. There's a lot of cackling demon stuff that I think is really great. Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, and it, it's like almost like the way that witches were depicted when we were kids. Yes. Where they're just, yeah. <laughs> just yep. laughing. Just loving being I do love that. Evil. And I love that. And I really hope that some of that stuff is in Evil Dead yeah. Rise. Yeah. Um, but so Henrietta turns into a silly puppet. One of her eyes pops out and flies across the room and goes into Bill- Bobby Joe's mouth. Mm-hmm. She bites Ed's foot. Ed gets possessed and then attacks Bobby Joe. But the weird puppet face can't 
perfectly move. Uh-huh. So when he bites her, he sort of just bites her hair, which is weird, <laughs> you know? Like, That's as enough. much as, like, for Evil Dead 2, they have more money. Yeah. But still, it's the 80s, and it still limited. just looks weird. Yeah, they're limited just by the time that this was made. Like, the, Absolutely. the date. But it is charming yeah charming that it looks so rocky yeah ash goes evil again for a little while but then he sees a necklace that he had gifted to linda and it makes him turn good Mm -hmm. and now he is totally good he will not turn evil again um so uh ultimately annie noby is going to she's got a, a plan if she reads from the necronomicon she might be able to open a portal that will suck all of the evil uh, into the portal, back to the realm from wherever the hell it is that they come from. Yeah. But while she is reading this incantation, Ash's evil hand stabs her in the back with the Kandarian dagger. Oh, no. So the portal remains open. She dies. And Ash ends up getting sucked into the portal himself. Yeah. Awesome. It ends on a very similar note to Back to the Future Part 2. Hmm. With a big hint that, like, we're going to make a third one, yeah. and it's going to be in the dust. Yeah. Like, in Back to the Future Part 2, they're like, we're going to the Old West. Yeah. And then in this one, it's Ash is going to go back to essentially the Middle Ages. Uh-huh. And people are going to be like, you know, who is this who fell from the sky? Who could he be? Yeah. All hail the warrior. You know, like, it's just like yeah, yeah. Middle Ages stuff. So did they do that thing, like, at the end of... Back to the Future Part 2, where it's like coming scenes from the next movie? Not quite like that. Okay. But they show Ash land in front of a castle. Okay. And then shoot uh, a winged deadite, like a pterodactyl deadite out of the sky. Oh my God. And then all of these Middle Ages knights, like all hail this warrior who will save them from the deadites as Ash screams about his like horrible fate that no, he hasn't defeated evil. Right. He's been sucked back to the year 1300. Oh, man. You know? So, oh, my God. My, you know. Oh, my God. Decrying his his uh, poor fate. Yes. And it wouldn't be for another few years uh, that they actually made a third one. Mm-hmm. And when they did, it came out feeling way different. Yeah. Army of Darkness. Yeah, this is, I've never seen. 1991, made to try and get a PG-13. Oh. Still didn't. Yeah. Still got the R, but it feels like a PG-13 movie. Oh. This is all in the 1300s. Mm-hmm. Um, weirdly, it does, some similar to Evil Dead 2, recap the previous movie, but it's different now. Uh-huh. It's like Ash gets sucked into the past, but he doesn't shoot that pterodactyl thing. Instead, he's dragged to this like court where they've got a huge pit and they're going to throw him into the pit and he fights a deadite, the pit witch, which is a great name. That is an awesome name. He's thrown into this pit believed to be some sort of a spy for a a neighboring army. Yeah. That King Arthur's court is fighting with. Mm -hmm. He fights the pit witch though. And he is essentially hailed as somebody who might be able to save them from the, the deadites. Yeah. This entire movie is funny. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is very, is very funny? silly. I don't know if I laugh at much of anything in it. Yeah. If there are ingredients in the in the franchise for me at this point, it's like horror, comedy, special effects, mm-hmm. right? And I think Evil Dead 2 has everything in the exact right amounts. Right. They made like a perfect cake. Mm-hmm. Evil Dead 1 is not funny, and yeah. it doesn't have great special effects. Yeah. Um, uh, but it is, it's got a lot of horror 
gumption. Yeah, it's got a lot of heart. Yes. Army of Darkness has no horror, mm-hmm. just about. Hmm. Um, way too much comedy. Yeah. Way too much comedy and really rocky special effects. Oh, all right. So this isn't great. No. I, Army of Darkness is, I think, my least favorite of the three. Yeah. But it's the one where he has all of these lines. Yeah. He, like, sees an evil, a, a, a knight. A knight strides up to him and he goes, well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. Uh-huh. He's yeah, got he this, like, like over-the-top tar- smarmy energy, this action hero parody energy now. So this is where he kind of refined his whole shtick. Yes, I think yeah. so. He, he to show the the ancient knights and stuff, uh, who he is, he holds up his shotgun. He goes, this is my boomstick. Yeah, that right? definitely... All these lines. Uh-huh. These are iconic, iconic lines. Yeah. But they are part of a movie that tonally is trying to make me laugh right. all the time. All yeah. the time. <laughs> Always with the laughter. They never treat the horror with any, like, seriousness, which I think is a, a shame because there yeah. are still fun ideas here. He gets a new robotic gauntlet hand that can crush metal instead of having mm-hmm. the chainsaw for a lot of it. And he is essentially put on a mission by Mr. Pitt from Seinfeld. Really? Yes. To go and get the Necronomicon from a neighboring cemetery. Because then Mr. Pitt can probably send Ash back to where he came from and send the Deadites back to hell. Okay. Um, Were you surprised to see him there? Did you remember that? Yeah. I I totally (laughs) forgot. I always forget every time I watch this movie that it's Mr. Pitt from Seinfeld. But it is. It's Ian Abercrombie is his name. Great name. funny. So uh, he's essentially sent on like a fantasy mission. This is like a Lord of the Rings movie. That's yeah. the other thing. It's like I'm not really a Lord of the Rings guy. Right. Um, but so uh, he, there are, you know what? I'll give you something that did make me laugh because I did take a note about this. There's there's a, a lady, Sheila, who he's got some like uh, will they, won't they kind of energy. Okay. He's being kind of scummy and she's kind of being like, I hate you. But you can tell there's they're trying to go for something there. Yeah. He is hailed as being from the future, and so he knows how to help them. Uh But really what's happening, and it's a great joke, is that in the future, he's an idiot. Yeah. He doesn't know shit. Right. But to all these people in 1300, he comes with a car and stuff, and it makes him look as if he's some sort of... Yeah, he's like a god. Exactly. So at some point, he's building stuff, and uh, Sheila tries to help him or something. He goes, don't touch that, please. Your, prim- your primitive intellect wouldn't understand things with alloys and compositions and things with molecular structures. <laughs> like, you realize, like, he doesn't know what he's yeah, talking right. about. He, he has no idea what just he's saying. He has to let it peter out. He, yeah, exactly. It just fades yeah. away. But he knows. She, nobody can prove him wrong. Yeah, right. Right? Here, he's a, <laughs> almost a genius. Yeah, yeah. But he's the biggest idiot in the world. <laughs> That's funny. So uh, he ends up getting, like, all this, like, fairy tale stuff. He goes to a windmill. Where he's attacked by a bunch of teeny... This is crazy. I know. He's attacked by teeny tiny doppelgangers of himself. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, they make him step on a nail, you know, and then uh, they pin him to the ground like Gulliver's Travels. Yeah. One of them dives into his mouth. Literally does, like, a big, like, you know, Olympics kind of dive. Silly... This is nuts. Yep. So he swallows one of his little doppelgangers. And then this is supposed to be, I guess, the moment in Evil Dead 2 where he's, you know, his hand is possessed and he's hitting himself with plates yeah. and stuff. But it, none of it feels right. He's like drinking boiling water from a boiling teacup uh-huh. to hurt the guy in his tummy. Uh-huh. But like that would burn his face. Yeah, totally. Ash is like unharmed by like anything really. Right. And this, and it's just like the stakes are off. Like I'm into yeah. him as a guy who's lost his mind. 
and might be reckless. But yeah. he's got to be able to be hurt. Yeah. And like, it doesn't sound like he's lost his mind in this third one. It's just that he makes terrible decisions. He's just an idiot in this Yeah. One. It's like, yeah, he, they took the idea of him becoming crazy in the last one and turned it into, uh, no, he's really No, he's just stupid. an idiot. Yeah, he's yeah. a big dummy. Yeah. And I don't Weird. know that I, I like that. I don't think I really care about that. Yeah, it's strange. So he, an evil twin grows out of him, mm-hmm. evil Ash, and this is more silliness where he goes... I'm bad Ash, and you're good Ash. Goody little two shoes, goody little two shoes. Oh my god. And then Ash shoots him in the face with a shotgun and goes, Good, bad. I'm the one with the gun. Which is a fine line. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dismembers his own evil clone. Okay. And then goes to the cemetery where he finds not one Necronomicon, but three. Oh. And this is some more like fantasy stuff. I actually like this. Yeah. Which one is the right Necronomicon? And Ian Abercrombie gave him certain words to recite. Klaatu, Verada, Nictu. Mm-hmm. Well, he gets there. He doesn't. Klaatu, Verada, Necti. Klaatu, Verada, Nichols. He can't remember. So he opens one of the books and he gets sucked into it. Uh huh. And his face elongates like the mask. Oh. His face becomes like three feet long. Yeah. So he shakes his head a lot and it goes back to normal size. Okay. See what I'm saying about this like living yes. cartoon? Like th- this is a guy? This he's I a know. guy. It's like they took the idea of this being obviously like fantasy unrealistic, right. like impossible basically, and then just applied it to everything. Everybody. Everybody's silly. Everybody yeah. can survive anything. It's just way too silly. Yeah. So anyway, he eventually gets the book, but he doesn't remember the words. Mm-hmm. So the devil's armies rise, the army of darkness, along with his own evil clone as the general rise. And the rest of the movie is a battle. It's a massive war with Ray Harryhausen type claymation skeletons, uh-huh. and you know, it, it really it's it seriously looks like Lord of the Rings on a shoestring budget oh, for the weird. rest of the movie for the rest I of the entire goddamn movie. Have guessed this in a million years. If there was some sort of weird BuzzFeed quiz that was like, guess which of these Evil Dead three or army of darkness plots I know. is real. Like I would never ever guess that this was the real one. It's not what I, and, and it did poorly, but mm-hmm. it, for probably a lot of things that were outside their control where it's like the studio didn't want them to call it evil dead three. They yeah. wanted a new name. So like even people who liked evil dead one and two didn't necessarily know what it was. Yeah. That's strange you know? to do a reset like that. Yep. Hmm. And uh, it's always had its own rights now forever. Like famously, uh, the TV series Ash vs. Evil Dead was not permitted to use material from yeah. Army of Darkness until the series was so popular that Universal went, um, this is driving DVD sales for us. So feel free. Reference oh, our stuff. Okay. But like the rights are tricky. We're like, you can't mention certain things because Army of Darkness. Yeah. It's just a mess. But so ultimately... You know, Ash will defeat the the evil. Mm-hmm. It literally is a war, a yeah. war scene. Uh, but it's silly because it's skeletons that are like clonking into each other and stuff, like mm-hmm. the Three Stooges. And then Ian Ab- Abercrombie uh, lets Ash go back to the future, where Ash goes back to his old life of working as the stock boy at a department store. Huh. But the Deadites are still there, and uh, he has a he has a basically like a little truncated scene where he fights a deadite jumping on trampolines says hail to the king baby and kisses a lady and then it just ends just ends what yeah 
There was an original ending that is nobody wanted. Is this well received? No. no <laughs> I, I think it's... I, I thought Army of Darkness was, like, supposed to be good. I think people like it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But it yeah. wasn't, like, I don't think it was critically well received, and yeah. I don't think it did well at the box office, let's say. This is shocking. But this is still a beloved franchise, and people really love... Like, honestly, I wouldn't be shocked to find out that a lot of people are disappointed that I'm poo-pooing it. Uh-huh. Because I do yeah, think that just... it is kind of beloved. Right. But for me, I just look at it, and I just see, like... I don't know. Again, just the wrong ingredients uh-huh. or the right ingredients in the wrong amounts. Yeah. You know, yeah. but uh, there was an original ending uh, that was shot and was replaced uh, where Ash was told to like recite certain words again and take a potion and only take three drops. But he accidentally takes four drops to get him to the future. It's a sleeping potion. Uh huh. And he ends up waking up like in the far future in the post-apocalypse oh man and so he has another like what have i done yeah. and that's kind of like maybe there's a theoretical evil yeah. dead four where he's in the future i don't sure I, I don't know right but so then we get into the dark ages mm-hmm. the dark 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 ages it's a long time and we're talking about 1991 to 2013 so yeah. 22 years later until another movie comes out and when it comes out it's a remake. Mm-hmm. It is not Ash. Ash is gone. Right. Um, and this, I think, was a bitter pill to swallow for a lot of people that they were going to essentially start over. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's short to explain because it is fundamentally very, very similar to the movie you described. Evil yeah. Dead 1. Um, a group of friends goes to a cabin in the woods. The why is slightly different. Mm-hmm. Mia, played by Jane Levy is a, a drug addict and all of her friends have taken her to the cabin because she is going to try to give up drugs for good this time. She's going to go cold turkey. Yeah. However, she's done this before and always backed out. So the cabin is because her friends are desperate and they've decided this time when she decides that she needs the drugs and needs to run away, they're going to keep her there. Mm-hmm. They're going to hold her there against her will. Yeah, she'll be isolated. She's got big bad beef with her brother, David, who is our Ash. He is mm-hmm. wearing like blue denim the whole time. Yeah. He's very clearly the hero. Um, and uh, he has essentially run from all his fights in the past. He and Mia's mother uh, recently died and toward the end uh, became unhinged from sanity. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's always worried that that would be what happened to him and Mia. Um, it's very fun. They find the Book of the Dead in the basement again, but this time it's like in black garbage bags and wrapped in barbed wire. One of their friends, Eric, is a a teacher, and so he gets really invested and really curious about the book. The book looks cool. It Mm -hmm. doesn't have a face on it anymore, but it is still bound in leather and just like, because it's made in 2013, they have like a little more money and the shots are a little cleaner and closer and maybe it's just recency bias, but... The movie looks more approachable and when he starts flipping through the pages and stuff, it's fun to see that like the book was written in blood, but someone else has come along and scrawled things out Uh and tried to black things out and written like, don't say it, don't read it, don't hear it about certain words. But this Eric, he does a rubbing of the pages and he's able to read the, the, the horrific words you know, Klaatu, Verata, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it brings the the dead back. And there's a, a different thing. For you in Evil Dead 1, it was just sort of like people get possessed. I, I don't know. Yeah. In this, the abomination will rise and the world will end. 
after five sacrifices. Okay. Someone's going to cut their face off. Someone's going to cut their arms off. Someone's going to die by fire. Blah, 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 blah. Right. They're like rules. And that is what's going to happen to these five characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is brutal. Yeah. This Evil Dead movie is not funny. It doesn't mm-hmm. try to be funny. No. It is... I guess trying to do, and I remember people saying this, it's trying to almost recapture the original intent of the original movie. We're going to scare you. Mm-hmm. We're going to freak you out and we're going to show you some of the most visceral gore that will blow you away. Yeah. And I think this is, what do you think of this movie? I remember that I similarly, like I, I kind of liked it. Um, I've only seen it one time, like a long time ago. I don't totally remember what I thought okay. of it. I'm not going to lie. I like it. Yeah. I'm a fan, which is surprising because I, yeah. I do love Evil Dead too. But to me, mm-hmm. it's just such a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I would, I think that you can probably just appreciate it as a totally different animal. I would think I basically, I, I remember what I said about it. I remember going to work at the salon and talking to my boss, Amy, who really loves horror movies and my friend Sarah yeah. about it. And I remember saying that I liked it. I just don't remember the experience of watching it. Yeah. I, I, I really like it mm-hmm. in particular because there are two big things I really, uh, almost respect about it. Yeah. So it's called evil dead. It smells like a remake. Mm -hmm. It's just friends going to the cabin, and it's all about our hero in denim and his sister who gets possessed. Mia ends up in the trees. She does get assaulted by the trees, and it's way gnarlier. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when she comes in, she's thrown in the basement. She's peeking through the cellar door. She's laughing. She's doing all the dead-eyed stuff that Cheryl did. Yeah. And Cheryl ends up dead, and Ash survives at the end. This movie, I think, is, is really notable for... Almost doing the, like, we're going to subvert your expectations requel kind of thing. Yeah, this is, like, the only thing I really remember about it. She is the hero. Yeah. She will end up being revived by her brother, who the entire time you're led to believe is the guy who runs from danger all the time. This is going to be the story of him. This is his redemptive story. Yeah. Where he becomes Ash at the end and becomes a fighter. Mm-hmm. Not so much. He does sort of, like, face up to things. <clears throat> And he is ultimately the reason why she stops being possessed. In mm-hmm. a very cool sequence, we learn that the only way to save their friends is to kill them. Yeah. Like, maybe the demons, your friend will still be dead. Right. But they won't be in hell. Yeah. Right? So, uh, Eric, the guy who's obsessed with the book now, is like, you've either got to, like, chop her to pieces or bury her alive mm-hmm. to save her. Oy. And ultimately, David does that. He buries Mia... Uh, and then times it essentially so that he can let her die. Yeah. And then revive her. Yeah. And shortly thereafter, once Mia's alive again and isn't possessed, David is attacked by the book obsessive guy who becomes a deadite. Mm-hmm. The deadites in this movie, by the way, are almost like insect. They always have this like cicada bug sound, ah. insect noises. And the deadites. They're very much more like zombies who can use tools. Mm -hmm. They don't talk. There's no silliness to them. Yeah. But they are gross and demonic and horrifying. Yeah. So David is attacked. It's clear that his number is up. So he says goodbye to Mia and he lights the cabin on fire Mm -hmm. with himself inside. And Mia is outside now. Yeah. Unpossessed. uh, But she had also technically died. 
So the five sacrifices are now complete. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the abomination rises from the earth. Right. You're right that there's not enough lore of being like, what is the abomination? What does this mean? Mm-hmm. Where did the book come from? I do want to know these things. And this movie doesn't go there, which I would like. Yeah. But still, a demon thing that's like a little off looking. Yeah. It's stretched out. Like its body doesn't look quite human proportioned. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Climbs out of the muck as it's raining blood. Yes. And Mia is essentially just in like a protracted chase. Yeah. Getting chased by this thing now. Tries to get the chainsaw, which everybody wants in an Evil yeah. Dead movie. Uh, is barely able to get it started um, before the uh, abomination tips an entire jeep over yeah pinning mia to the ground by her hand Mm -hmm. so there's a great shot where jane levy is like pulling at her wrist while her hand is just under the car you can just see it through the smashed windows yeah and here is the moment where i'm like this is this is every bit like evil dead yeah she's reaching for the chainsaw oh my god she's gonna cut her hand off like ash did Mm -hmm. mia is the new ash Mm mm-hmm Something awesome happens where you see the moment where she snaps. Yeah. Like, from her perspective, everything is like, like, all of her friends are dead. Like, all of this should be something that would make anybody just sort of, like, shut shuts down. Yeah. She sees the abomination crawling for her. And she basically just goes, like, all right, fudge this. Yeah, she activates. She jams her feet on the hood of the car and just starts pulling and rips her own hand off. Yep. To get free. So that she can grab the chainsaw and the abomination crawls up to her and goes, I'll swallow your soul. Mm -hmm. Which is some classic Evil Dead stuff. Yeah. And then Mia just rams the chainsaw into the abomination. Yeah. Cuts it in half. It seeps back down into the muck. Just gets like swallowed by the world. Yep. The rain stops and the movie ends. Yeah. That's just it. Yeah. That's the end. Mm Mm-hmm. What happens to Mia? I guess we'll never know. I guess not. There was a rumor for a while that now Ash and Mia meet for another movie. Is it uh-huh. going to be Army of Darkness 2 or is it going to be <laughs> Evil Dead 5? Right. Whatever it would be. I don't know. Right. And those discussions were evidently happening. Jane Levi or Levy? I don't know. Is so amazing. Yeah, she was awesome. So amazing. Yeah. In that movie. I am so bummed mm-hmm. that there is not another Mia movie. Yeah. I love that it turns out to be, again, from my point of view of the franchise, another movie about taking somebody and turning them so crazy that you really watch them break and now they'll do whatever it takes to survive, yeah. no matter how illogical, damaging, whatever. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. And I want to see what becomes of her. Yeah, totally. There was a post credits where Bruce Campbell's face is in frame and then turns to the camera and just goes, groovy, <laughs> smash to black. And people were like, so is Ash back? What was that? <laughs> yeah. what was that? I just took it as like, maybe you make a million Evil Dead movies and they always end with Ash saying groovy. Like right. he's the Crypt Keeper now. Right, right. But this is where it would parlay into the TV series. And Ash mm-hmm. did come back. Yeah. And they took script ideas that they had for an Evil Dead 5 and they turned it into the series because they were writing too much. Yep. And I remember it was on long enough that on this very show, when we were getting Guide to the Unknown started, the writing was on the wall and I said to the audience, Yes. Watch Ash versus Evil Dead 
I remember this too. Because it's going to get canceled. Yep. And it did get canceled after three seasons. Yep. Uh, Bruce Campbell announced that he was going to retire. No more Ash. Mm-hmm. No more burn notice. No more burn notice, sadly. <laughs> Bruce Campbell's on burn notice. But he has remained, he voiced Ash in video game stuff still. Yeah, that's There's cool. There's rumors that Ash vs. Evil Dead might become an animated series, which is a little weird mm-hmm. to me. Uh, and he has gone ahead and said, I am not in Evil Dead Rise. Yeah. And so it remains to be seen. Could he be lying? Is he playing somebody else? He was involved. He remains a producer of this franchise. Like, he's not just the, the face of it. Mm-hmm. He works behind the scenes on all these things. Right, right. So I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. But I am excited to see Evil Dead Rise, especially because if you look at the reviews, yeah, it might be the best one yet. Maybe. that's. It seems like people are all in agreement yeah. that this is really good. I feel like I'm only going to be able to see like half of it because I, I close my eyes for really gross stuff. It seems unbelievably gross. I, yeah, I'm sure the, the trailer is really gross. Yeah. Al, so I feel like I'm just going to, you're going to have to tell me. I know. Allie and I just saw John Wick mm-hmm. 4. Yeah. And the Evil Dead Rise trailer played before it. Mm-hmm. And it was like the red band you know, someone's scalp gets ripped off and... I gotta say, I'm not looking forward to the this. The cheese grater came out. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. I do love that they've taken now Evil Dead and, like... More power, but... This this mommy concept where she is just, like, evil and... Yeah. Again, a, a, a monster who looks like they're having fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of excited to see. And that tr- line in the trailer, it always gets me. Mm-hmm. Mommy's with the maggots now. Yeah. It's really... No, that is a good line. It's a good line in that, like, evil, mm-hmm. like, metal... And I'm yeah. not a metal person. But yeah. it is, like, it, like, evokes just that, that like, love of demonic stuff. Yes, definitely. It's an evil line. Yeah. Mommy's it's with the evil maggots line. now. It is. No, it's it an, is. Oh, I, I am... Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. I think that we're going to get in the theater and I'm going to do what I've done with some other movies. I don't even know what, where I'm just like, what am I doing? I know. What, this isn't good. What if, what have I found myself in? And then I just go, all right, I only have to be in this situation for two hours or whatever it is. I just got to get through it. I know. I, I still, It'll be fine. For Evil Dead, I, I feel that way Are about Are you going to get popcorn? Stuff. No. I'm not either. I, might I get, usually oh, do. Oh, I might get food. I don't know if I'm going to be able to eat. I don't like popcorn. Oh, okay. But you're going to get food? I might get, yeah. You get a hot dog. Yeah, you don't get grossed out by. I don't. I don't tend to get grossed out. Yeah. And uh, not in a like, oh, nothing can touch me kind of way. But like, oh, no, I but... look at it the way that I look at anything. Where I'm like, I, these are just really impressive effects. Yeah. Like it, it's not. It doesn't bother me on a on a real level most of the time. I guess there are a yeah. few things that probably do. But mm-hmm. my friend Heather, who did the um, the awesome Shiro costume, also feels that way. She just kind of like, she just kind of looks at it and like how they did it. Yeah. And stuff. I look at it. For like the the silliness yeah. and the technical stuff. I can't. I get in there too far. I don't think about it at all. I'm just thinking about like, ugh. <laughs> well, I don't think you're going to get lore out of this. I don't I think don't you're going to get any form of. I am curious about the things. I'm, I'm sure there'll be light. Light. But, you know. Well, we are going to do another World Dispatch. Yes. Uh, a discussion of seeing Evil Dead Rise that's going to come out on Monday. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, the things that I'm looking for now, I do want a touch of some form of lore. I want to know about this other Necronomicon yeah. that they're going to find. Is it one that we've seen before? It's implied that... I know. I am kind of curious about like 
what has spurred this? Exactly. Yeah. Um, Bruce Campbell has said before, like, well, in Army of Darkness, we show that there are three books. Mm -hmm. So you never know. Mm. And it is a great point, except I always yeah. took it as like two of the books were decoys. Right. Because, yeah. But I do like the idea that there are a bunch of these books out there. Yeah. But who's writing them? Right. Like where, what? I always wanted to know who the face is mm -hmm. that's yeah, on the book. Right. What's I going always on wanted here? to know that stuff. Ash versus Evil Dead. I won't get in. I could, but I won't mm. get into a whole thing where like we we do meet somebody who wrote the books. Yeah. But we don't ever really get to understand like why. Yeah. Why does this exist? What's the origin story of the book? Never satisfactory to to what I want to know. Yeah. Do we get insight into this kind of stuff? Yeah. But I do hope that there is at least room to speculate. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of those kinds of answers in this movie. I would imagine there must be some. I think that they know that people are coming for just like the absolute zaniness of Evil Dead, like that kind of like gonzo violence. But they also do know that it's like a super beloved franchise that right. does have those roots. So I'm anticipating there being like a sprinkle, a sprinkle. of like why this is happening, but not yeah. a ton. Yeah, because otherwise, like I'm, I am with you that overall, like, inventive gore is not enough for me. Yeah. I want to see these characters. I want to see another character who essentially is pushed to the breaking point mm -hmm. and then goes as far as Mia or Ash yeah. would. I want a new hero. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I want, I want evil that is having fun being evil, like a classic spooky mm -hmm. witch hag dead. I love thing. that. Yeah. I like that. I yeah. want, I want the mommy, Mm -hmm. Mommy loves you to death figure to really that's, be relishing it. That's another thing that's going to be a problem for me. I feel like these kids are going to be really upset. Is this going to make me sad? I think that's not impossible. Uh, I hope that they don't. I, I don't want to be sad. Not a ton, but. I hope the kids thing is like there's a touch of that. But then at certain point, they're just like, well, that's not our mom. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like yeah. The, the recollection that this is not really her. I just wonder how many times somebody's going to be like, mommy. I or know, whatever. They're, they're going to do that. I know. They're definitely going to do that. It upsets me. Mommy's with the maggots now. Yeah. She even says now like now. Now. <laughs> like Bam Margera. Mommy's with the maggots now. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Mommy went down to Pooh <laughs> River. Kalamazoo. Cal Mom, uh, Mama's all the way in Kalamazoo. <laughs> I know. She went down to Lake Titicaca and <laughs> came back all covered in goop. So there you Camp have it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm going to be chasing you all the live long day. <laughs> be causing a ruckus, causing mud. <laughs> so there you go, everybody. Evil yep. Dead, the franchise. Didn't yes. touch on the the legions of comics. Didn't mm -hmm. even write down much about them, but they're, they, they do exist. They're yeah. out there, and I know that. Uh, and Ash vs. Evil Dead itself. Right. It has a whole uh, schlemiel of stuff. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Three seasons worth of schlemiel. Evidently being removed from Netflix. So if you have any curiosity, yeah. go get it. Don't worry. I have it on Vudu and I have the discs. <laughs> so don't worry about me. Uh, you got it covered. And we'll be back Monday to talk about Evil Dead Rise, everybody. Patreon.com slash pod. Yep. If you want to hear us talk about the new movie or any number of things, literally a hundred plus other episodes of us playing games, mm -hmm. watching clips, reacting to stuff, chatting with each other, going on little adventures, it's all waiting for you. Patreon.com slash pod. We'd also appreciate it if you would go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. We've yes. got 800 other reviewers on there yes we want to know what you think please. so please leave us a review we would greatly appreciate it yep and our social media 
at GTTU pod. Keep up to date. You're going to get more details about the New Jersey. Uh, yeah. The Jersey devil fable festival as we yeah. get details. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for sure, Saturday, May 6th on, uh, uh at 3 PM, we're going to be yep. doing a live show in front of people. That's right. In Asbury park, New Jersey. And also this is free. It's free. Yeah. And also we got a bunch of stuff. We ordered new, uh, stickers. We got pins mm-hmm. giving them all away for free. So come by, say hi, have a good time. Yep. Why not? Um, and we greatly appreciate it, everybody. Yes, absolutely. Follow us all, uh, us both individually as well. Yep, I'm at Chillin' Kristen. I'm at The Myth Traveler. We will see you next time for more spooky stuff, whether it's Patreon on Monday for Evil Dead Rise or next Friday for more Guide to the Unknown. Yep. But until that time comes, we must Back to the netherworld go we. You joined us. Yes, William just got possessed by the entity. (laughs) Or whatever. There you go. Ah.